Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. The mission of working with donor families who in their time of grief and tragedy give the gift of life is really somewhat of a calling. The work isn't for everyone and it is certainly not easy. Family dynamics or a difference of opinion about donation or many times not knowing their loved one's donation decision can make for a less than positive experience not only for the donor families involved, but for those working with them as well. It is a position of passion and service to work at LifeBank. Hi, you're listening to episode 111 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. And speaking of service, we are looking at Veterans Day right around the corner a time when we honor those who have served our country so that we can live a free and better life. Those who have served in the military also have a heart of service and passion. So it's not surprising that there are many current and former military members on our staff here at LifeBank. Also, there are several staff members, such as myself, that have personal connections to our mission of donation and transplantation. However, I have to say, it isn't very common to have someone who has both experiences. Our guest today is a very special LifeBank staff member. Lisa Knoll recently started at LifeBank as a referral intake coordinator and is kind enough to share her story with us. Lisa, it's so nice to talk with you. Great to talk with you, Colleen. As I mentioned, Lisa, you're new to LifeBank. Can you share what your role is and why it was important for you to become a LifeBank staff member? Yeah, so because of my personal connection to organ donation, I felt the need to want to be a part of LifeBank and give back. The referral intake coordinator is a brand new position that was created. It's in the donor referral center. So I work in the call center. And when a patient passes away at the hospital, the nurse calls into the call center and gives us the information on, on the patient. And then that's when we evaluate for you know potential tissue and eye donation. These aren't individuals on a ventilator necessarily. These are people who have passed away and are potential tissue donors, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, Lisa, you are in the military, and can you share what branch you're in? And did that help you prepare for your job at LifeBank, or does it help you on the job at LifeBank in any way? So I've been in the Army Reserves for 12 years, uh, three of those years were active duty. And I think the military has helped me with taking this job at LifeBank. Uh, I've become a really resilient person, which in our line of work, I think is uh, important. And being able to expect the unexpected as far as 
being able to navigate and change course when I need to on the job. Yeah, absolutely. One thing at LifeBank is you need to expect the unexpected and be able to kind of respond to that, right? We don't know exactly. Every case is different. And I think appropriate response in a timely fashion is very important. Yeah, I agree with you. We also talked about a personal connection and yours is very personal and very close to you. Do you want to share about your mom and her situation? Yes. My mom was a heart recipient, and then she also received a kidney from a living donor. So I'm going to backtrack. In 1999, she was diagnosed with viral cardiomyopathy. And she was actually supposed to receive an artificial heart, but she had an infection, so they had to hold off on that procedure. And a heart became available on March 9th, 2000. So at the time, my mom was 37 years old, and it was also my mom and dad's 15th wedding anniversary. So a lot of major things happening on that day. Absolutely. And my mom received her kidney in April of 2007. Were there things that your mom wasn't able to do before her transplant that suddenly she could post-transplant? I feel like she was able to get around again. And I remember the exact moment in time when I was told that my mom was going to need a heart transplant. So I remember exactly where I was. And obviously in that moment, I was scared. And I remember after surgery, walking into the hospital and seeing all the machines that she was on, it was quite overwhelming. That is scary for anybody who has surgery, right? You walk in and, you know, you're hoping your loved one is better post-op and here there are, sometimes they're not feeling good and there are a ton of machines and bags hanging and medication hanging and it is, it is overwhelming. Do you remember like a special day that you and your mom shared after her transplant that just made you feel a little more secure that she was healthy and it just made you happy? So my mom had goals and one of her big goals were to see my sister and I graduate from high school. And so, you know, because of the gift of life, she was able to do that. And um, I think that's just pretty powerful, you know. And then when was it discovered that she would need a kidney transplant? I want to say it was back around 2005. She was on dialysis for quite a while. And I believe it was due from all the heart medication that she was on. It had kind of killed off the kidneys. Yeah, that's Um, not uncommon for heart recipients to need a kidney because you're absolutely right. Heart recipients really need to watch their kidneys and sometimes have a kidney transplant. But just being able to come off a dialysis itself is a huge blessing. My goodness. It is. And I remember, you know, taking her to dialysis and, and God bless all those people that are on it. I mean, it's so hard on the body and, you know, being tired afterwards. My heart just really goes out to all of them. 
it's not only a gift of health, but a gift of time. Most dialysis patients spend three or four hours at the center, and usually it's three days a week. Obviously, a lot of it is based on your size and your needs and all of that. But I mean, it's the gift of time. You get your life back once you have a kidney transplant and you come off a dialysis. There's many forms of dialysis now. Some people do it at home. Some people do it daily. But I always think about it of uh, like being chained to a machine because that's exactly what you feel like, that you can't live your life fully without this machine cleansing your kidneys. So that's a big gift, the gift of a kidney transplant. So that's awesome. So your mom was able to attend your graduation. How did that make you feel? Did that mean something extra special to you? Of course, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a special moment in our lives just to see, you know, how far she had come. And my mom was around for both of us to get married. And she also got to witness both of my my children coming into the world. I have two daughters. And uh, I wanted to share a special uh, moment with you. You know, I often thought, you know, how could I honor my mom's heart donor, Lee? And I came up with the perfect solution, and that was to name my children after him, which his name is Lee. So I have a daughter named Kaylee. She's eight years old. And I have a daughter named Leah, and she's seven years old. So um, that was the way that I wanted to um, show how much the gift really meant to to my family. Lisa, that is so beautiful. I, I haven't heard that before. And I just think that is such a beautiful tribute to your, your mom's heart donor, Lee. I mean, what a beautiful tribute. And I'm sure when you look at them, uh, you have to think about that. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that, you know, I'm I'm calling the the girls' names all the time. So, you know, he's always there. He's always here with us. And uh, it's funny that we talk about this because just the other day, the name Lee had popped up on the TV screen. And my youngest, Leah, was like, Mom, when's Lee's birthday? And she went over to the calendar and she looked and then she told me how old he's turning. So I feel like he really is living through my children at certain moments. Lisa, I absolutely love that. You're introducing a whole new generation to organ donation and the impact that it has. Now, one of my favorite parts of the story is that you shared your mom and dad actually got to meet your mom's heart donors family. We didn't go about uh, meeting our donor family in the traditional way. We had actually found them via social media, and that's how we had reached out. Um, we had later found out that my mom's heart donor, his dad had passed away a month or two after he had passed. And then his mother had passed away a couple of years later. So that had left two sisters. So we reached out to one of the sisters via social media. And this was 11 years down the line. So quite a bit of time. And uh, I'm happy to say that my my dad and my mom were able to meet Lee's sisters in September of 2011. And I was fortunate enough to meet them in August of 2014. I did want to share a couple things about Lee, if you didn't mind, Colleen. Not at all. We'd love to hear about him. Lee loved skateboarding. 
and he loved playing his acoustic guitar. Uh, his sister had told me that he could play any Nirvana song, and he was the best Nintendo player. And he was just an uh, you know all around good guy. Made people laugh, and um, I've noticed the similarities between him and my mom. Um, my mom loved talking, loved friends and family, loved uh, the New England Patriots. She thought Super Bowl should be a holiday. <laughs> and then come to find out, so my mom's birthday is actually December 1st, and Lee's birthday is December 2nd. How crazy is that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Then it, it gets even crazier is my mom's name is Linda Marie. And Lee's mom was Linda Marie. Oh, my goodness. So just some really awesome, strange similarities. Yeah, I I think there's no coincidence in life. I've heard these stories before that some of the strangest things, there are coincidences. So it's almost meant to be. And I, I just love that as a circle of life moment. I mean, it's just beautiful. It is a very beautiful story. And how long did your mom live after her transplant? So she lived 15 and a half years. At the time of her passing, my mom and dad had been married for 30 years. So quite a long time. Uh, And she achieved so much. I mean, the graduations and being at your wedding and seeing her grandchildren. Just, wow, that's a lifetime right there. Yeah, and I mean, throughout the years, you know, there were lots of surgeries, lots of hospital stays, you know, a lot of trying times, but she was always so positive and her will to live, she fought so hard every day. And her kindness, she was such a kind human being. And I think that comes through to her daughters because I often find myself doing, you know, some of the nicest things. and. And I really believe it's her still living through me. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that, Lisa. As we talked about before, you know, being a member of the military is all about service. And believe it or not, for those that work at Life Bank, it's all about service. I, I know you, you instantly felt that the mission is the number one important thing there. And that we really are dedicated to serving our donor families and those who give the gift of life. It's a unique role in the world. I mean, not everybody understands what we do or why we do what we do, but it is. It's all about service to others, serving our donor families, and of course, serving those on the waiting list. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, you know, through my work at LifeBank, I mean, I'm learning a tremendous amount of information and how the process all works. I was familiar with the organ side, but I was unfamiliar with tissue and eye. And it's just, it's remarkable how it all works. And I'm seeing these families, they're going through the hardest moments of their life. You know, they've lost loved ones. And they're making this decision to honor their loved one's wishes, or they're making that decision for their loved one to become a donor. And I just have to express, it truly is the greatest act of human kindness that a person can do. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. 
I totally agree. I often say it's the best of humanity, somebody helping somebody, knowing that, you know, they themselves aren't going to get anything in return except the gratitude. And um, you're absolutely right on target. And Lisa, we are so blessed to have you here with us at LifeBank and being part of the LifeBank staff. I know that the families you work with and the hospitals you work with appreciate you. And I look forward to being a coworker for many, many years. Lisa, if there was anything you not only took away from your military experience or from your mom, your personal experience with your mom's two transplants, what would you like to leave our listeners with? What, what piece of advice would you give our listeners about organ, eye, and tissue donation and transplant? Every day that we're on this earth is a blessing. And I strongly encourage individuals to talk with their family, talk with their friends, and let their wishes be known so that when that moment does happen, that they can honor your wishes to the best of their ability. I think that's super important. So many times people are left with not knowing what to do. So if that is, you know, already discussed or the decision is made, you know, to register as an organ tissue eye donor at the BMV, then that decision has already been expressed. So I think that's super important. It is important. And it also is a gift for the, the donor family. I mean, they, you take that burden away from them. They know what you wanted and they know why you wanted it. And you're right on target. If, if you are a registered donor, we encourage you to share your donation decision with your family. And if you're interested in becoming part of the Ohio Donor Register, just go to lifebanc.org and you can press a button and in five minutes you're on the Ohio Donor Registry and then share your decision with those you love. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your story, and we thank you for being at LifeBank. And I just know I'm better for hearing your story and your mom's story and thanking you for sharing that with us. Thank you, and thank you to my donor families. Uh, We think of you guys every day. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is dependent on it.